What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Backcourt Boys. Uh, it's been a while since we've had just an episode of me and Boz, uh, no guest. Um, first off, shout out. We are recording this on the first night of Hanukkah. Give give some props to uh, my fellow people celebrating the holiday. Um, but Ben, how you doing? It's good to talk to you uh, without a guest. So Yeah, yeah, doing great. We haven't caught up in about two weeks, adjusting to... Uh some work so now i'm ready uh to talk some talk some content yep now that we're uh, both in the corporate world uh still making time for the people so drop a drop a like subscribe tell your grandma tell your grandpa uh that we're just boys chopping it up so let's hop right in some nba injuries uh first i want to talk ad i, I don't want to sound like a broken record we're going to talk about the lakers first brutal news came out today he left in that game on Friday night. They played the Nuggets. Great win for the Lakers. LeBron looked just, you know, awesome. he doesn't see that. He's not slowing down. Those two mid-range <laughs> jumpers over Jokic and the weaving in the pick and roll. Ah, special, special. Slowing down. But 80 out a month. That's, you can't recover from that. And it's just a shame. Because he's he was playing some damn good basketball. Uh, what do you think the Lakers should do? Do you think I, I know you sent a text? But you you could reveal what that text said earlier. Uh, I almost crashed my car in five points when I read that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, feel free to elaborate. Yeah, like I don't mean to be like so back and forth on them every time I come on here. I don't even remember what my last takes were at this point because it's been so up and down with this team. But like. I I think it's Charles Barkley or or, or one NBA guy that I kind of listen to or whatever a TV guy has said and and I've kind of brushed it off a bit. Um, he just says like, when is the next AD injury that's going to be an extensive injury? And, and and once that next one comes, how like I don't know. He's his trade value is very high right now. He's playing like a top five player in the league. But this team is not good enough to survive any sorts of time with him not on the floor. And they're under 500 with them on the floor. So it's like they're not going to be able to survive with this team. And I don't know. How many times is this going to continue to happen? You just, I think you just got to trade. You just got to trade them. I don't know. I would say, like, they could, you know, he, he'll be out. They'll keep losing, and that'll be good for their draft pick. They don't even have their draft pick. Yeah. The Pelicans have their traffic. So Pelicans like, are, the Pelicans are going to finish first or second in the West, and they're going to have a top ten pick. Things top, like. top ten pick, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, it's unfortunate. I, it you just know the AD injury is coming. It, it's sad, but it happens surprisingly. You know, twice a year maybe. This is the first big one. His back's always acting up. I don't know what deal you know he made with the devil, but he he gets injured way too much. I kind of agree. Like you, you could trade him if you want. His value is at all time high. Um, I don't know. Like I don't even know what a deal for AD would look like right now because you are getting that uncertainty of a guy that's not healthy. But when he is healthy, he's so damn good. It's like, is the risk worth the reward? I don't know. Uh, I, I would be really interested to see what a, an AD package would look like. But uh, yeah, I mean. Into I yeah, yeah, keep going. No, 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 finish off your Lakers thought. I, I was just going to say, like, here's the thing. AD's out with this foot injury. First of all, anytime you're a seven-foot guy, 250-plus pounds, 
aka Zion last year. Whenever you have a foot injury at that size, it's not a great sign. Also from the little movement that happened during that injury. But also, okay, say he comes back again. Like, when is it going to be for the Lakers where the next injury is really a bit interesting or even more long-term than five to five weeks? And then his, his, his draft stock tanks again, and you're the 10 seed, scraping the 10 seed spot. Like, I don't know. I, there's just no good overall outlet. And from the trade package perspective, I think if there's a team out there, you know, I haven't done enough research on, on this aspect of it, but a team that has assets – um, honestly, I mean, sounds crazy, but I don't think they would do this specifically, but like a team like the Pelicans have a ton of draft capital, a good team, and they clearly wouldn't be yeah. reliant on him being there every night. The Lakers need to rely on him to be there every night just to be five games, five games under 500. So it, you know, I don't know if I'm, if I'm the Lakers, I just, I just do a deal. Yeah, it's, it's been a rough season in uh, Lakerland, but another rough season, surprisingly, the Warriors, and it didn't get him better because Steph, I don't know what the specific injury is. It's something with his shoulder, but they're saying he denied like getting surgery. So mm-hmm. he's just going to you know, hold off, sit out a while, hope he gets better, I guess, and then just play through it, which, man, the Warriors are not good this year. Uh, they're great at home, horrible on the road, like historically bad on the road. And right now, you you know, you're looking at a team with Jordan Poole being the number one option and Clay being a number two option. And if if Steph is going to miss a month, like, you know, they're projecting it, do you, you know, bite the bullet and say, let's hold Steph out and then do kind of what they did before they won the championship last year and just, you know, but I don't know if you can play that game because everybody's getting, you know, a year older, but I'm not, I'm not worried about Steph. I'm worried about, you know, Clay, Draymond, these guys their games clay's game can adapt i think to you know him getting older and being able to you know shoot and spot up uh draymond i don't really know steph you know seems like he's playing somehow the best basketball of his career right now and he was healthy uh the warriors i don't know like what do you think happens with them do you think they you know find their way to a seven eight seed and make noise in the playoffs or do you think it's just a lost cause so they're sitting in the 11th spot. Yep. They're 14 and 16, lost their last three. Um, they're four and six in their last 10. Um, the people that sit above them are the Timberwolves, the Mavericks, and the Jazz, um, all the way up to the eight seed, obviously. Um, yep. All their, like, one game back, basically. Or, eh, actually a little but more to the all Jazz. All teams we expect to be in the playoffs besides the Jazz. Yeah, and, and I mean, the Jazz are a little bit higher. But overall, they're like one game back at the Timberwolves and the Mavs. I, I, you know, a month isn't that long at this point, specifically with a team that's been so seasoned in the postseason. This obviously is a little bit different of uh, circumstances this season. I just don't think they're bad enough in 2020 or whatever it was. Like, as you said, when, like, when they held Steph out and, and they just, you know, recouped and, and, and got the high draft picks. They're not bad enough. They paid all their guys. Um, I think this is a good time to see um, what these young guys got and and to really just throw them out in minutes. And, you know, maybe it goes terrible, but then you'll just know a little bit bit more on how you got to retool. But I think this is actually, in a weird way, a good time to just give these guys big minutes and and, and see what happens. Yeah, sometimes these, you know, injuries to their star players are like a blessing in disguise because, like you mentioned, uh, you know, Steph's going to miss a month. You're going to get Kaminga active. You're going to get Moody active. 
you know, we know what Poole can do. He can go get 30 whenever he wants, uh, whether that's an efficient 30 or not. He's going to get his 30. Uh, yeah, I, I think I saw before we hopped on their plane, I think, uh, the Raptors right now and beating them. So that's a good one without Steph. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think even if they do get into the playoffs as like a seven or eight seed, you don't want to play them. That's for sure. But I'm not necessarily scared. Like, I don't know. It's just something last year, they just caught fire at the right time. I think I, there's something, something feels weird about this team. I don't know if it's even still the pool Draymond incident, like causing stuff. I, I really don't know. Yeah, I think part of it's their defense when you watch them. Like, um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because they brought back, I think, like literally like 13 guys from their roster last yeah. year. Um, and you think with honestly, yeah, with Devin, yeah, Devin Chenzo, they should be a, a bit better. But um, I don't know. They just don't seem as like good defensively. And and when you watch them and Steph's cold, um, you know, and everyone has to bump up in their role and Wiggins has been out. Um, it, it really runs dry pretty fast on, on their creators, which sounds crazy because of, you know, what pool can do here and there on a couple nights. Um, but it, it runs dry, uh, pretty fast. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't love it. Uh, one last three. Let's, let's go over before we hop into our next topic. Kate Cunningham out for the season, shin injury. That doesn't sound like a fun injury to have. It's a shame because, uh, you know, I think we were both very high on Cade. I was very high on the Pistons coming. I thought they have a great young core. Cade's going to take that second year, you know, lead, maybe something around like 28 and 8. He plays maybe a month and then he's out for the year. It's it's a good time. Like you said, you can see what, you know, Jaden Ivey's got. They, they played the Nets tonight. They were playing them pretty competitive. Jalen Duran looks like incredible. I don't know how much you've watched of him, but he's like, he was compared, you know, Dwight Light is what people called him out of high school. <laughs> Absurd like, nickname. <laughs> he like every stat line I check and every, you know, he's just so energetic and he aver- he averages like two to three offensive boards a game, which I think is very important to, to, you know, see as a big man that doesn't really shoot the three or anything. He's being, you know, that energizer bunny on the offensive side of the ball, making extra possessions for them, creating extra shots for them. He's blocking shots. Alley ooping. Cade Cunningham, it sucks that he's gonna miss this this you know season. But guess what? They're right in the web and Yana sweepstakes. And I think that's exactly where the Pistons want to be. So uh, any thoughts on that Cade injury? Yeah, it obviously sucks. And I think honestly, I think most from what I've seen, specifically John Morant and a couple other players, the third year is where specifically point guards there. make that extreme jump. Um so but also, I think the second year is still important. You don't make those jumps without taking all that time being on the court. Um, but overall, it sucks, you know, just so early in his career, having what seems to be a pretty serious injury. But once again, That's maybe, true. yeah, maybe it's just a shutdown. And maybe it's just a Wembenyana move. Wembenyana move. Um, Ivy looks great. I was, uh, I'm not going to hype myself up, but old take, I was hyping up Duran or Duran, whatever his name is, earlier in, uh, yeah. earlier in the year. I thought he was playing well. He literally, if he plays enough minutes, He's getting a double double. That's just like a lock. Um, yeah. He bo- he boards like an animal. Um, but yeah, I think overall, I mean, the Magic are on, the Magic won five straight games, including two versus the Celtics, one versus the Clippers. Um, they might have sn- uh, sneakily beat one against the Bucks. Like they're winning some big games. Not saying they're gonna do anything. They're still eleven and twenty. But I'm just saying there's a couple teams that are kind of just like moves 
moving up in the ranks for some odd reason. And now you only have the Pistons and the Hornets sitting at like seven and twenty-two and eight and twenty-three, at least in the East. Which makes which makes sense. The Magic do have a, a competitive roster right now. They have you know Paolo and Franz are elite, elite, elite wings. That's going to be very fun to watch. Markel came back. He's finding his stride. Uh, Bobol. I mean, how did we not have – how did Denver not find time for him? That makes no sense, man. I, you know, I, they took him – they got him as a steal. They got him in the, the 40s. To just not play him, something doesn't add up there because he's clearly got talent. You see it every night on Twitter. There's a new clip of him. His, his handle or shot is blocking. I don't know. The, the Pistons are separating themselves for the Wembenyana sweepstakes. So. I'm curious to see. It's also a, an opportunity for Killian Hayes to show if he can actually play NBA basketball. Which, so uh, up and down. Wins. So up and down. He's having a terrible night consistent. tonight. Yeah. Uh, he's, he had a couple of good games, though, but like you said, very inconsistent. Um, who they did play tonight, the Nets, uh, I think they lost. I don't know if that game went final. The Nets, are, the Nets look legit. And I think it's, a, it's, it's primarily because Steve Nash was fired. And I've been harping on that for a while now he was a good cheerleader he was a good yes man for you know katie and Kyrie. sometimes you need a guy like jock Vaughn that's going to come in and be like this is what we're going to do uh you've seen some clips where you know Kyrie doesn't listen to the play that's you know called by jock Vaughn. he calls a timeout immediately just saying pretty much we're not doing that tonight like i'm the coach you're going to listen to me the defense the defense looks incredible ben simmons is getting healthy and he- it's a pleasure to watch you know and play basketball as much as people might want to knock him. I just enjoy watching him play, uh, getting active on the defensive side of the ball. The Nets, what do you think? Uh, do you think they are, you know, I'd assume they're title favorites right now, or at least close. So do you think they deserve to be that? Yeah, I bet they're over on the or in our over-unders pod before the season. I said Nets over, which obviously you, you hate to see it before it, you know, really comes to fruition with all the problems that could potentially arise. They're nine and one in their last ten. They're eighteen and twelve. KD is averaging like thirty points. If you look at his past couple of games, he's averaging, he's putting up 35, 35, 34, 29. He's actually shooting thirty five percent from three this year, which is you know definitely like a a big chunk. Lo- I'm not that I'm nervous at all about KD shooting or anything. Just a interesting like, but the fact that he's just doing this just shows his mid range is just every so night good. he can just jog to thirty points. It's crazy. Um, but Kyrie's playing efficient basketball. I think there were some questions there for a couple weeks, at least some, you know, everyday ESPN first things first type people were classic over-exaggerating on Kyrie, um, playing inefficient ball. wasn't really shooting the ball well, um, but he's back. He's playing real well. And yeah, I think they're, uh, they're bought in and, and I think they should be taken seriously when you got players like that. I think they have the perfect roster, but I'd still love to see them go get a big, I like Claxton. You know, he's good. I, I'm fascinated about, like, a Yaka Pirtle trade. I don't know what that would look like, but, like, I feel like that would fit so well. Uh, he can block shots like Claxton can, but he's a little more skilled offensively than Claxton. But I don't know if you need, you know, a, a skilled big man on the offensive side of the ball when you do have Kyrie, uh, KD. But they look really good. They have great pieces. Um, Yuta Watanabe is shooting, like, 55% from three. He had a dagger the other night in Toronto. And Kyrie, you know, all this extracurricular stuff he does outside of basketball, it is such a pleasure to watch him play. Just so skilled, so smooth. I, I think 
yeah, they should they should be in the Eastern Conference Finals. If they are not, that's concerning. I mean, you know, I don't know. The Bucks and Celtics are just yeah. legit. I wouldn't call it concerning. I mean, what have they done? But but they exact. But they yeah. But you need to do something. They they have a great roster. They have two of the top you know fifteen players on the planet. Yeah, yeah. But to to your point about the perfect roster, I think they lack. Ben Simmons is a great filler, but I still think their bench guys. Okay, here's all right. I, some of their bench guys, I think they're still. You know what an obby actually is, I guess a little bit, but uh, maybe I'm just kind of fishing for for flaws. But I just yeah. think I just think Cam Thomas, Patty Mills, who doesn't even been playing, Seth Curry, who's who's been on and off with injuries and just shooting the ball and DNPs, all shooters, which is exactly what you need in the league, but just not real defense. You know, Watanabe comes in and plays hard on defense. Obviously, it's why you get Royce O'Neal. Obviously, it's why you get Ben Simmons. Um, but I think it runs a little bit dry there. But maybe I'm just fishing for stuff. On the big man side of things, when I went and watched them play versus the Blazers at Barclays the other weekend, um, Nurkic absolutely dominated the game. I think he only finished with like 12 points. But it was literally right as the Blazers would get up uh, across half court, they would throw it into him to start to start the possession. He would just start banging cause a double team and then just they would run everything through him through him he was frustrating Claxton on the boards uh I definitely would agree with you that that a big man is gonna be a problem especially when you're gonna be going against the Bucks that are enormous you're gonna be going against the Celtics that are enormous the Cavs two huge big guys the Sixers you haven't been I don't know I think it's a big flaw that's where the concern is in the playoffs when they do face those big physical teams if they can start you know banging uh, they also have T.J. Warren coming off the bench and, you know, accustomed back to playing basketball. That was a nice signing. We mentioned that, I think, on one of our first pods. Uh, you mentioned big man. I, I just want to shout out real quick Nas Reed because we were having some laughs. 28-9 and nine against my Thunder. We love Nas. Uh, if everyone wants to come on the pod, Nas, come on. Uh, talk to her a bit. But let's hop in to one of our last NBA topics, Suns-Pelicans. Definition of petty wars. I never really got your take. I said my take in an Instagram post. I'd love to hear your take on that Zion and the game dunk as someone who has played, you know, D3 basketball and competitive basketball their whole life. Yeah, um, I'm I'm good with it. I, I like it, honestly. Um, and I agree with your take. I, lo- I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I mean, and, and I, as you said, which I agree with, like people have been slandering Zion for for maybe because they should or maybe because they don't whatever it is but he's been hearing it he's been hearing it on social media he's been hearing it on ESPN everyone calling him fat unreliable potentially a bust because he's just never out there he's looking healthy and he's putting up Shaq level numbers and especially with this team who you know bounces guys in the playoffs he couldn't be there he's making a statement that this year I'm I'm gonna be here and this is what's gonna happen so I, I like it all but I think Giannis is probably the, the most dominant I've seen in my life. He's a close second, I think. His footwork is so incredible for a 6'7", 280-pound man. It doesn't make sense. When he gets the ball in, like, the low post, he just does a quick, like, how do you – Yeah, rip like, the middle. And then he just goes up and lays it. He's, like, looking down at the basket. Um, yeah. But, like I said, I love that he has some FU to him. That's great. Yeah. I, I And on your point of, like, his moves, it's also, like, he's just, like, one of those players where I can't really, like, describe it. It's so funny because he's a lefty, too. For some reason, I feel like lefties are just like this, specifically paint guys. 
every time he gets to his spot and I has to like, you know, lay it and like even like onto the top of the glass or like put it over someone and one, he's even kind of just thrown over his head. It somehow just always finds a way to just hit the backboard and go in the basket. Like if he just gets it off, it goes in. I don't know if it's power, touch, both, but it's just so it's like right at once he gets to his spot and it's on the left side and he lays it up and he gets it over the defender's hand. It goes in. I mean, he's literally uh, the first. So the Suns of Pelicans have played three times in the last week, I believe. The Pelicans went. Yeah. What do you say? Ridiculous amount. I think Pelicans went two and one. Yeah, yeah, Pelicans went two and one. One of the games Booker didn't play. One of the games, um, I think someone else didn't, play, or maybe CJ. I don't know. Whatever it is. Yeah, so, but the, BI hasn't played. I think any of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but overall, in two of those games. I think Zion went for 30 in every single one or maybe 25 in one of them. But on two of those three games, he literally shot 75% from the field with 30 points. It was like, he was like 13, he was like 13 or 14 of 17. It's like, how's that even like possible? They're good. And I'd be scared. I would not want to play them. They're young. They're young, but they have, you know, the, the veteran of Valanchunas, McCollum, and then they got the young guys. Ingram, I guess you can still consider a young guy. He hasn't even been playing. Did you see that when they played, I think it was Friday night, or even last night maybe, the Booker three at the end of the game? When he faded to the corner? Like with two seconds left, he shot a three and they were up like five. And he just oh, missed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he missed and just hit the backboard and he turned around. Yeah. And I mean, Pelicans yeah, but, but we, we, can't say, we can't say it's a go for Zion and it's not for Booker. I, I'm fine with it. I, I love, I'm here for the Petty Wars. It, it, it's awesome. I think that's a cool little rivalry because, like I mentioned in an in Instagram post, Zion was not, you know, available for that series last year. And he mentioned that in the, the post game when they asked him about it. He was saying, you know, they, they beat my brothers. Uh, I, I don't like, you know, how they handle themselves. I, I like Chris Paul. I respect Chris Paul because he played for my Thunder and got us in that bubble uh, playoff. But man, does he do a lot of like? He's a, he's a he's like the number one guy for like. I'll do something to you, but you can't do it to me. Yeah, the and full then, the full swing elbow to Alvarado's jaw. Yeah, and he's like, like they're getting mad because because a, a six seven two hundred eighty five man's doing a three sixty one mil with, with two seconds left in the game. It's like. The Suns just guess what? The Suns ain't doing much. Although they do look good this year, I think they need to make a move. But that's all really I had for NBA. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I think I think we're good for 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 uh this pod. Okay, let's let's real quick. Let me vent about my Jets. Uh, I was at MetLife today. Damn me. But the Jets lost. I know you said you didn't get to watch any. Jets lost by three. Had a chance. 58-yarder, I think, with, with one second left. Kicker missed it. Bad loss. Horrible loss. Zach Wilson played. Zach, <laughs> I, 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 my, let's just say my Zach Wilson is good shirt is retired for, for the time being. He, it's like, he he does those throws that I was talking about in our pod where he rolls out and throws a like fifty yard bomb and it and it hits, which is awesome. And then he has, you know, 
a five yard slant that he just throws at 95 miles an hour, sails it over the guy's head. It's like, I'd rather you get the intermediate stuff down and the short stuff down and we can build from that. Cause it, I'm trying to find like a good comparison to another sport and I just can't, but he just does like the hard things. And then the easy things are like impossible for him to, to do. So do you think you would call it more like he's literally just running off raw talent and when he just lets it fly, good things can happen because of the raw arm talent. But then some of the situational stuff he just can't handle, whether it's maturity, whether it's lack of development, I guess. I mean, that's just an excuse that's, I feel like, not even on him. But, you know, what, what would you call that, you think? I don't know. Like mechanics, uh, maybe. But it's just like you see some of these throws he has today. It's easy because we have, you know, Garrett Wilson is a great, great, great wide receiver. And we have He's Elijah looking Moore. like a stud, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm very happy about him, but you know we have two wide receivers that if you basically put them one on one and say run a slant, they're gonna somehow get separation, and that happened today. And he would just throw like oh he would. It's all about maybe it's just like timing, but he's throwing the ball like a foot ahead of them when they're hitting their spot, and it's it ain't good. So are you he's so are you a Mike White guy? I'm a well, my one friend posed this question like if both were healthy who would I have wanted to see for this game Mike White like if Mike White didn't puncture you know didn't fracture his rib dude he, he got have, he got leveled we should have your boy Pete back on he, my his his linebackers edge spear in my uh dude my quarterback like- it was so – his, like, like, body, a, like, literally just, like, contorted to, like, the hit. Like, he just – oh, my yeah, God. Like, oh. I can't even, like, describe <laughs> no it. He just, he just got crushed. It was crazy. And he came back. Yeah. I mean, but – I don't – That's how you win your team. That's how you win the locker room. That's how you win – you know, I, I respect it. I respect it. That's what I don't get. He, he came back into that game, and then – so the doctors cleared him for that, and then – for this week, they're like, nope, sorry, you can't play this week. And he's we, we play on Thursday this week, home against the Jags, so he probably won't for that either. Um, the good thing is the Patriots lost. I don't know if you got to see that on Twitter or Dude, anything, how the Patriots that lost. That is crazy. That must that might be was, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in football unless – I mean, like – watching, watching it live was a trip. Yeah, like – like, That's got to be the stupidest, craziest play I've ever seen in football. Like, what was he thinking? There was no one. First of all, it's tied. So, obviously, why are you even, you know, pitching it, starting to play the pitch game? Just go down, number one. Go to overtime. Yeah, because it's a tie game. But, two, like, he, like, it wasn't even a pitch. He, like, bombs it back 20 yards to no one. Like, seven – there's, like, seven black shirts and then just Mac. Yeah, like, dude. That was huge because, you know – the Patriots are kind of in there with the Jets, and the Patriots have the two-game advantage because Zach Wilson played like an idiot in both games against the Patriots. Uh, the Jets aren't out of it. It's just Mike says that the season is a disappointment if they don't make the playoffs. I don't think it's a disappointment. Is it ups- Is it upsetting that they started, you know, six and three with a win over the Bills and didn't make the playoffs? Yeah, disappointment. No, I was expecting them to win five to six games this year. I think they've taken good building blocks too. Maybe I'm just being an optimist or a, you know, half glass, glass half 
full guy. Um, But I think they've made good strides. They got talent. It just all comes down to that QB position. Unfortunately, that is the, that is the singular most important position in all of American sports, the quarterback and the Jets haven't had one ever. Maybe Joe Namath in 1960, 1970, but Sanchez. Yes. Yeah. Sanchez. Yeah. If they do. It's, it's, but, it's, when uh, time, it's when time goes on and you look back on those as the great times is it's probably not great. No, not at all. Uh, but like I said, their season is still in front of them. If they, they if they went out, we might have to get more. Yeah, if, if it's a um, if it's Jets at Dolphins week 18 in Miami, we might have to go do a live show down there. Bring more yellow, expense it on the company. <laughs> uh, we'll do but yeah. that's that could be a big game we'll see yeah. Uh, Wait, it, yeah so I, I didn't watch much nfl uh today um it was my sister's birthday I went and celebrated in the city um yeah, yeah but la- you know yesterday the game's yesterday um jeff saturday Hopefully they got his seat warmed back at ESPN Studios and in, in, in the bright lights of New York City because that was one of the worst things I've ever watched. Hey, that game. Yeah, I mean, well, I was. It was a. It was like double for me. I was watching. I was watching Scene Hall try and play something called basketball, and uh, and kind of following that at the Prudential Center. Just me and my buddies are like, uh, it's thirty to nothing, and then we went and got food after. It's like uh, it's thirty six twenty eight. Uh, it's 36-36. Oh, my God, the Vikings won. Yeah. yeah what a, it was a nice little gimmick he had uh, being the coach because just didn't deserve it or anything. Like, I, Yeah, I, I can't even describe, like, how bad it was. Like, it just – You watched uh, the game? Yeah, yeah. I mean – It was like that. Yeah, I mean, it was 33 nothing with, what, eight minutes left in the third quarter? Like you, you should be able to just like run the ball and and be able to just like throw checkdowns, get a couple first downs. Like, there's no way a team should come back. And there was even it could have been more. Honestly, there was two fumbles that I think fumbles that I think were that were returned for touchdowns that were literally called down by the refs because in the NFL, I don't know what the problem is. They need to look at this, but they haven't been letting the play finish. So they call a fumble, like, you know, like the guy has tackled, and the guy got stripped two different times, four touchdowns. But since they called the play down, they couldn't reverse it. Like, they should let the play finish, and then, like, if the guy was down, then you call him down. But two straight times – and these are these are for Vikings touchdowns. So it could have been worse. Like, the Vikings could have been, like, I don't know. I saw the one. I saw the one. The guy was, like, throwing his helmet. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the second one. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that's a – Brutal, brutal loss for the Colts. The other games, uh, Browns, Ravens. Ravens don't look good. That was Lamar, one of the worst things I've ever watched. Lamar's, Lamar's out, um, but they just don't look good. Like they don't have an identity. Usually, the Ravens have a great defense. I feel like they don't even have that really. Uh, and then on offense, they just have no threats that like make you scared of anything. Lamar, hopefully, he gets healthy. But even if they make it to the playoffs, they're gonna lose by round one. And then the late game, Bills, Dolphins. That was a great game. That was an awesome game. Uh, the Jets needed the Dolphins to lose, which they did, thank God. Would have been nice if they took care of business today. 
But the Bills, I think, I feel like they like play with their food a lot. And I don't know why, but I feel like they're so talented at every position. Yet they, they just like, they don't go as I don't know. I'm sure in the playoffs they'll be just okay. I still think they sh- they should win the Super Bowl, and I would love to see them versus the Chiefs again. That'd be really cool. Yeah, uh, Josh I mean, Allen's the man. In my, yeah, I mean he's the man. He's he's a baller. I mean he proves it just about every week he goes out there. And I and I think a big criticism a criticism of them is like they're too Josh heavy reliant. Like Josh Allen, like you know reliant. Like he needs to be an absolute wonder boy for them to to scrape out wins and the thing is that he can do it but you know i think like great teams shouldn't need that and shouldn't need that week in and week out when you have the roster that they have is what i'm trying to say i guess and you know are they as consistent as some of these other teams look right now i I just don't see it but also I, i think the dolphins are a legitimate opponent um josh has looked better uh, in the last like two weeks than he has in, in the previous probably three before that. Um, and obviously, as I said, if he's going and he's playing well, he can carry them pretty damn far. But, you know, I, I just think teams like the Eagles, you know, the Niners. Um, oh, the Niners look really good. Yeah. Just overall as a team are looking just so dominant, can beat you so many different ways. Um, so, and then obviously Mahomes, Mahomes but. I don't know. Brock, Brock, they're making Brock Purdy look like good. Yeah. So, so who's yeah. your who's your who's your pick to win the Super Bowl right now? We got three minutes left. Oof. Uh, and the, I'm gonna I'll give you my matchup. NFC. I'm going to go to the Niners. I just think they play with such like a absurd brand of physicality, and I don't think. I think the Eagles can play with that physicality. I would love to see that matchup there because it's like two great offensive schemes. Defense is filled with talent. So, but I'm still going to go the Niners just because they've been there, done that. Even though Brock Purdy making it into the Super Bowl would be like ridiculous. AFC, I think the Bills could win, but I'm the Chiefs. I, I said the Chiefs, you know, preseason. Um, I had a bet on Mahomes to win MVP. That doesn't look very likely, even though he balled out today. Um, I think I'm gonna go the Eagles are going to spoil that with Hurts. Yeah. I'm going to go Chiefs-Niners, though, right now. I think we're going to get a rematch of the Super Bowl a couple years ago. What about you? I, yeah. I I'm going to go the Chiefs to win. I'm going to go the Chiefs to win. Really? Honestly, is this crazy? This could be a completely – I'm honestly kind of just saying this to mix it up, honestly. To be, yeah. But – Honestly, because I I want the Bills to be honest with you, I want the Bills to win. Um, uh-huh. But if I'm gonna mix it up here and, and and to have some controversial takes, I'm gonna go Eagles. I think they look dominant. I think they can beat you a bunch of different ways. Um, their O line is great. They stacked up on defense throughout the season with acquisitions. Um, Hertz's deep ball has looked way better than it has la- the last couple of years. Their run game is good. AJ Brown is a beast. He's so much and at the end of the day, if they go against the Niners, um, the Niners have a great defense, but m- maybe in my take, I'm just betting on the quarterbacks. Uh, you know what I mean? I'll take Hurts over, over Purdy. But, you know, obviously. Are you going to use Bills? What do you say? Uh, on the AFC? Bills? I don't know. They make me nervous. Is it crazy to say that Bengals? They're better than I think they were last year. 
Dude, their dude, offense, their offensive line has finally that they spent all this money on has finally started to look good. Burrow has only taken like one sack. I can't speak on the game. So dude, he is so confident under pressure. Even when he's getting people like in his vicinity, he just like knows how to get it out. He's getting the ball out faster. Chase is an animal. I don't know. I, is it crazy to say Bengals? Maybe that's just like a biased pick, but I'm trying to mix it up here. No, I think they 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 were down seventeen to three today in the third quarter against the the Bucks. One, I think twenty seven to twenty three, and the, the one touchdown was like late or something. Um, but yeah, they look awesome. And they got the Chiefs. They got the Chiefs number. But it's, it's, it is hard to beat a team like th- three to four straight times. But the NFL playoffs will be very good this year. I think there's a lot of talent, um, a lot of great quarterbacks, a lot of great coaches. So we'll see. Um, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no, we're out of time here, but uh, it was good to catch up. Real quick, Kadari Richmond yesterday in a loss, 29-8-5. Keep him on your uh, NBA draft radar. For who? For who? Kadari Richmond, senior point guard. Really? Yeah, uh, he balled out yesterday. I don't know much about him, but I'll, I'll tune in a bit. Uh, uh, always a pleasure. Like, subscribe, comment. Let us know if you want to be a guest on the pod. We're always willing to chop it up with people. So, as always, take care. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Bye-bye.